as a single guy like swiping through a dating app like, with a man, you know, Fireball Lonnie was just like looking at my. Oh yeah. It's like never see so eyes as wide as saucers. Oh, you know when I'm with you, I go, give me that phone. <laughs> Man of the year, man of the year, man of the year. Welcome to the number one friendship podcast in the country. I'm Aaron Cairo. I'm Matt Ritter. And remember to go to manoftheyearpodcast.com to get merch, to watch our videos on YouTube, watch us on the Today Show. It's awesome. So Matt, I was at a concert the other day with Fireball Adam. Okay. Having some drinks. And I'm off the dating apps for a moment, just like taking a little break. But we had a few drinks. I re-downloaded it. While you were at the concert? Right, while we were at the concert. Oh, because it's geolocated? You were trying to find somebody? No, it's not, it's not like that anymore, I don't Weren't think. you at a Metallica was concert? Was that a Metallica so concert? so off-brand for you guys? Uh, the combined knowledge of Metallica, the two of you, five songs, I'm guessing. I don't even think I told you this, because you would appreciate this, because you are a aficionado of random 80s shit. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call it Metallica random 80s. Probably one of the top five bands of the 80s. Can I finish my fucking act? Fine, go ahead. <laughs> the opening act, which is how we get the tickets, it's my uh, friend's brother. It's a death metal band. Oh, that's amazing. Ice Nine Kills. They come out all dressed like American Psycho. They're severed heads. It's actually pretty great. Wow. Um, hey, I look that up. That is sound kind yeah. of cool. I mean, definitely not my music, but. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. And they have the voice of the guy who did the Crypt Keeper from Tales from the Crypt. Love that guy. Do their introduction. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. So. John Kassir. He, I was sitting next to him. He's the man. Yeah. He was also, on, he was an actor. Yeah. I think he, curly haired Jew. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he, I have a video of them doing it over the speakers and I turn and he's doing it next to me. It's pretty great. Nice. That guy. is, we got to post that. Yeah. I know. You I have the Crypt Keeper doing it. Yeah. 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 It was great. Dude, that's, he was on this. This is random. Theo definitely doesn't know this. There was a show, a football show. Remember that show with Lawrence Taylor on no. HBO? Yeah, there was a photo. Now I'm blanking on the name. Theo, you got to look that up. There was LT. Um, John Cassier was the kicker, but there was like a bunch of famous actors. Like The Longest Yard? No, no. Okay, no. okay. This okay. was like late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Not necessary roughness. Some Maybe necessary No, roughness. it was a movie. I don't know. Maybe it was yeah. a TV show. Too. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. No, it wasn't that TV show. Something else. Anyway, I can't. I don't know why I'm blanking, but he was in that. But anyway, I'm on, I'm on Hinge and, you know, you're a married guy. Like... <laughs> As a single guy, like swiping through a dating app like, with a man, you know, Fireball Lonnie was just like looking at my. Oh, yeah. It's like, never see so eyes as wide as saucers. Uh, you know, when I'm with you, I go, give me that phone. <laughs> I just like to play alone. But like, you know, I'll, I'm, I'm swiping and yes, no. And, you know, you guys are always like, wait, what's wrong with her? What's yeah. wrong with that? Like, let me look. They're digging deep. I'm like, no, you got to do it quick. You got to do it quick. Married guy, if a married guy was on there, I mean, it would literally be check, check, yeah, check. Yeah, yeah, everything. Check, mark, like, check, this mark, person mark. even yeah. deigns to even yeah. look at me. But, um, you know, I was thinking about that because a lot of people have been asking us about Bumble BFF, mm -hmm. which, long story short, this is a dating app for friends. Which is amazing. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to try it. I, I'm on it. You're on I'm it. on it. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. get on it. It's great. Well, because of this conversation. So people kept asking us about using this app for friends. And so we said, A, we're going to look into it. And B, we're going to go one farther. And we interviewed the head of it. We went straight to the top. Head of the snake. Yes. So Beth Berger, she's a VP and she's the GM of BFF, Bumble BFF. She's in charge of this massive app for finding friends. She's got some interesting things to say about friendship. You guys are really, really going to enjoy this. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? I'm so good. It's so good to be here. 
I yeah, can't believe after I, I, you guys were um, little celebs for me because I read the New York Times article mm. uh, talking about you a few months ago and was like, oh, these guys sound so fun. And I can't believe I was like, when I got this email, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm meeting, I'm meeting the guys. Um, are so fun. it's great to be here. Um, and thank you for coming. You're our first um, high-powered Silicon Valley executive to be on the podcast. So <laughs> you're breaking new ground for everybody who comes after you. <laughs> You can you can use me as your beta tester. <laughs> so let's tell them what Bumble for Friends is. Also, is BFF and Bumble for Friends? I just realized that that's where the BFF comes from. Bumble that's for where friends. the BFF comes from. Yes. And so Bumble for Friends is um, a an experience uh, that uh, started actually out of the Bumble dating experience. So years ago, um, and and I'm going to assume that most people on your podcast are familiar with Bumble, uh, an online dating platform. Um, that uh, has really focused on uh, the values around like kindness and women um, being able to make the first move and um, just really building like a kind and authentic sort of genuine space to to kick off you know dating. And what we started to see over time is that um, we started to see women in the app saying, "Hey, you know, I'm here. I'm not actually here for a date, but actually, I just moved to town and I'm looking for some other people." You know, maybe also move to town, looking for a roommate, looking for like anybody who might want to like grab a drink, and and the the insight from that is when you build a space that feels friendly and welcoming and safe, like people think about that, like that's what we're all looking for when you're sort of having the experience of putting yourself out there and being a little bit vulnerable when it comes to meet, meeting new people, and so we saw enough of that, we started to say, huh, you know, I wonder what would happen if we gave people the option for just a, a platonic mode, like a friendship finding mode. And so we essentially like white labeled the dating experience, you know, all the same elements, you know, you make a little profile, you um, fill it out with some photos some information about yourself. And you, you just say a little bit about like, Hey, like I'm looking for, you know, I'm new to town. I just graduated college. I'm looking, looking for some other people who might want to start a soccer team. And over time, um, Bumble for friends, the, the platonic mode within, within Bumble, really took off just like totally organically and I think it's really fun even to this day like we've we've done so little like marketing or kind of like classic like um you know getting the word out about it but it's kind of like it's like this like little secret society of people be like oh like well when my big sister moved to a new city like she tried BFF like you should try that and um the the stories that come out of that are just really really um really heartwarming and so Recently, um, we've made the decision and we've just seen so much interest in uh, the, the platonic mode within Bumble. And we all know like there's a there's a huge epidemic of loneliness and people just really looking for the opportunity to like just get offline and meet some people in person locally uh, that we've decided to um, launch a standalone app uh, for Bumble for Friends, totally focused on, on friendship and community. Um, we, so we love that. We've been, we've been talking about, um, Bumble as a tool for our listeners now. So our listeners are predominantly guys, although we talk about friendship yeah. overall, like how do we, you know, I, I follow Bumble for friends on Instagram and it does seem like somewhat more focused on women finding friends for each other. Is it also for men finding buddies? It definitely is. So I think, um, Bumble for friends you know, I think that we have an incredible community of all genders, all, you know, ages and life stages. I think one of the things that's been um, 
really fun for me stepping into this this business. I don't know if this is what happens for you when you say, hey, I have a podcast about friendship. Like people just start telling you their stories about friendship, yes. right? Like yes. you get, right? <laughs> so in this, in this, I, I, you know, people like, you know, like my accountant, like somebody at the like coffee shop, like I, I just start hearing about all these people who I never would have known have used it and have met a friend, met a best, you know, a maid of honor, like all those kinds of things. And so I think while Bumble is really known um, and associated with, with women, um, a surprisingly high percentage of our member base are men. Um, and we always say like, hey, if you've, if you've made a great friendship, if you've had a good time, like send us, send us a story, send us a photo, like tell us, tell us what that's been like. And the stories that come in from guys are just awesome. Like um, one of them uh, that I was just uh, reading through, he, um, he moved down to Florida from um, somewhere in New England and got down to Florida. was like, I don't really know that many people, but oh my, you know, post pandemic, so many people have been making that move. And he had always really liked singing acapella. And so he like met some other guy on BFF who also loved to sing. They ended up joining the same like acapella choir, men's choir group and like have done that. Um, we have other, uh, you know, other guys who um, like, it's a, it's a lot of the, the same types of stories that I think you talk about. Hey, if you're willing to put yourself out there, like ask someone to go get a drink, ask someone to take a hike, ask someone to like, you know, do that activity that none of your existing friends are really up for. And we hear all of those uh, from both our, our male and female users. Yeah, I, you know, what I love about this idea too. I think a lot of the struggles are just, first of all, just where to go, right? How to meet these people, but also just the step of like, can I get your number? Guys have a really hard time with that stuff for friendship too. Like we, we always, we laugh about it. It's like, you know, the bad way of, having an end of a first encounter with a guy is like, Hey man, that was great. We should, we should do this again. Instead, we, we say, instead of we should, we are we're like, Hey, you have to make plans, you know? So I, I feel like if you're on the app and you're saying, Hey, we're going to meet up at this place. Like you're, you're going to do it. You know, you're going to, you're definitely going to go ahead and do it. I, I'm curious, you know, we, we do get so many stories and they're, they're amazing. And I feel that Aaron and I have learned a lot ourselves about friendship through this journey. What, what have you learned? you think about friendship? What, what are some lessons that you think you've learned just from this journey of building this out and talking to all these people that might be helpful for, you know, just for our audience and just, you know, just to hear about? Oh, for sure. I mean, both from talking with people, but also we've done an extraordinary amount of research on kind of like the sociological principles, for lack of a better term, of what helps you go from stranger to acquaintance and acquaintance to friend. Right. Because understanding that and understanding that that journey, I think, is really important when you're trying to build something that that like build a community with with tools and with prompts and things that make it as easy as possible to go through that journey. I think something that really stands out to me, and I'm so curious if you hear this from the folks you talk with or even just like your experiences, is I think that like a lot of the friendships that we have today, you know, like when you think about your closest friends, if you look back and you ask yourself the question of like, okay, there was a moment in my life where I didn't know this person, we were strangers. How did we go from stranger to acquaintance? And then how do we go from acquaintance to actual friend? And I think that a lot of the times when, you know, when, when you're sitting at home or you're, you're wishing for that kind of like deep, meaningful friendship and connection, you're thinking about your, and you're thinking about the relationships you've had that are at the end of that journey. Right. And I think it takes, 
um, sort of a mindset shift when you're saying, okay, you know, I want to get there, but I'm actually starting out on the early part of that journey. And so um, one of the things that when people ask me about, you know, whether just using the product or just, hey, like, I, I, like we were saying, like people will just come and start telling you about their, their friendship journeys, is that the journey from stranger to acquaintance starts with that just like finding some way to, to get in person and spend some time together. But that journey from acquaintance to friend, it takes time, it takes repetition, right? It takes that shared experience, like coming back together um, in, in order to like continue to give that relationship time to deepen, right? And I think sometimes I'll hear people say like, oh, you know, I, I went and met up with somebody. I mean, oh my gosh, this happens to me too. Go and meet up with someone new and say like, conversation felt like not the most natural thing in the world. Like it felt like we were kind of looking for things that we had in common. But if you give yourself some time for that shared repetitive experience, um, that's what really takes you to the place where like a real friendship can can start to like take root and, and you have the time and intensity of experience over that to, to really deepen that connection. And so the advice I'll give a lot of people is, you know, BFF I think is a really great tool to tell you, okay, who else like in the neighborhood is raising their hand and saying, I have time and space in my life for a new friend, right? Because like, there's not a lot of places in life that you go that you know that, right? And that you can find another group of people who are all in that sort of like shared mindset. And then finding ways, whether it's, you know, a sports league or a trivia night or, a, you know, monthly poker night, whatever those things are, to continue to like come back together and give yourself those multiple multiple touch points it's just a really important part of the friendship journey and it takes it takes prioritizing that and it takes really you know making the time and space to set that up but when you do like you were saying make that plan and put that forward i think um what's really beautiful is how many people are just waiting for someone to give them that opening um and and it just it, it's it's the sort of like secret unlock I think for a lot of the that journey and getting you to where you want to be. You you hit on so many themes that we talk about in the pod. One of them is be the friend, and you just said you know there's people have this fear that everybody isn't open to friend making, but actually most people are receptive and they kind of tell you whether they are or aren't in a lot of ways with body language or whatever, or just going to the places where it's conducive. If you see somebody a lot at a coffee shop, they're probably open to having some, some small talk that may lead to finding out that you have something in common that may lead to you guys doing that thing in common. We call that a third place, you know, all these different places, gym, coffee shop, etc. But the other part of the consistency of like, hey, if I do this every week, I'll probably run into the same people. And now they're my acquaintance, right? Now we've struck up a conversation. Now we're going to make plans. Be the friend. Hey, I have something interesting to do. I, you know, I, I sometimes will buy tickets to something. I'll buy an extra ticket. And so that way I'm like, oh, you know, I have an extra ticket to this, to this thing. And I would love for you to come along. You know? And then it's like, oh, now we're doing something together. Now we're having an opportunity to spend some quality time have a conversation. But I, I do think it does take a little bit of patience too. I think that's super, we talk about that all the time of like, it's not happening overnight. In fact, sometimes you're not even trying to make friends. Like that mentality is a little too much pressure. You're laying so much on yourself. It's like, you're just going out and living your life in a way that is more strategic to allow yourself more surface area to be in the game, to make friends, yeah. you know? So we, we talk about so much of that stuff and I just, I love what you're saying with all of that. But I also think 
you know, with when the the other part he's of it gonna is get like question eventually. Don't you know, worry, no, no, it's not it. a question. It's the other. Oh, part I'm on this like, journey. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. The other part is friend to good friend. You know what I mean? That's the other part that we get a lot. And I'm curious if if you guys have thought about that, because we get a lot of different people on our pod talking about, hey, I don't have any friends, or I had a lot of old friends and I lost them, or I moved to a new city and I've made some friends, but they don't feel like you know, these deep, rich friendships, you know? And so that's, you know, I think the part that we've been talking a lot about too, like that's the part where you need, you know, the patience and the consistency. But I'm, I'm wondering if you've thought about that part of the journey for the app of like, hey, okay, you've gotten us to like meet people, but how, what, what sort of advice would you have, you know, on that part of that? Yeah, you're making me think about, you know, one of the things that, that really stood out to me in some of the research that we, we're always surveying people and, and trying to really understand um, you know, how people, how people are thinking about this need, because we all have it, right? We all have, it's extremely human. It's part of our like mental health, you know, to, to, to thrive. We need to have, you know, local connected friendship and community. Like that is, it was in the Surgeon General's paper that he, that he published earlier this year. And I think that one of the things that's really stood out to me from um, some of the surveying we've done is one of the, the um, one of the, one of the questions we asked was, you know, do you feel like your your old friendships are serving you? Um, and one of the what what was super interesting is I think it was something like a quarter of our respondents said, yeah, I I have old friendships, but I'm different now. Like I don't feel like those are sort of helping me be who I want to be today, or they're not meeting me at the life stage that I'm at. Like I remember some. Um, you know, the, the experience of going through, like, what happens when all most of your friends, like, are having kids like that, you can still love and, and care about and be there for a friend. But if your life stages start to change, like that does, that does open up that need. And so to your question about, you know, how do you, how do you go from, from friend to, to really good friend, I think comes back to that kind of framework around um, time and intensity of shared experience. That's a framework that um, I think is is a really beautiful one when you're thinking about like how how do you how do you, what does it take to deepen to, to deepen a friendship? And if you think back around those best friends, like that your mental model of best friend, like often there was some share, like there was actually a lot of time that went into that relationship. And every study has a different number of hours. Like I think I've heard you guys like quote that in, in one podcast or another. You can find like any any number you want. Somebody has has done a research study and said it's actually, you know, 30 hours or 112 or whatever that is. But I think that the that piece around um around uh time and intensity of experience, what that sort of is getting at is that trust just takes time. And it is different to share an experience like what you can you can go your you can go to the dog park every Saturday morning and bring your dog and you will have the opportunity to meet new people, chat, like find, you know, find something in common. You got a dog running around. But I think that there's something around like escalation, like slow and, and sort of appropriate escalation of vulnerability and of um, and of sharing more parts of yourself over time. And so if you're thinking about like how do you go from sort of stranger to acquaintance or acquaintance to friends, like there's a reason why CrossFit builds so much more community than, you know, if you just sort of are like going on a solo run in the park because if there's repetition, you're going through an intense experience together and you're sharing that over time. And then to go from 
you know, friend to close friend, I think there is a, there is something really important, which is like being able to put yourself out there and, and connect on things that might not be a surface level. And so um, in a lot of the, with FOMO for Friends, like we, we put a lot of things in, in the profile that sort of lets you, lets you show up and, and sort of say like, hey, I'm here because I'm looking for like buddies to like start a soccer team, but also say, you know, I'm, I'm here, I'm looking for other people who are going through the early parenting journey, like, mm. and being able to share both joys and shared struggles, I think are really important um, in building trust and building connection over time. And I think that, um, I think I hear a lot of, of men say like, that's something they want to do. They want to find ways to, to deepen those friendships. And I think it takes some bravery and kind of like confidence in, in knowing that you're not the only one who is having, you know, going through that life phase, that, that struggle. And, and what we're trying to do with them for friends is give you the chance to sort of find other people who have that in common. I love that. I, by the way, I am that dad. I have a, I have a three month old. I'm walking around with my, with my boy in my Bjorn in my neighborhood at my coffee shop going, we should be friends and just handing uh-huh. my phone to other, other dudes with, with babies on there. Actually, I've been doing it for the, for the uh, moms because my wife had a C-section and she wasn't around. So actually we've been like making friends for her in the neighborhood Yeah, that way. You know, parenting, team sport. It, you yeah. gotta, you're leaning in for everyone. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm a recovering CrossFitter. So I guess we are uh, doing all the bound, uh, doing all the topics of, of, of good friending. Um, <laughs> let, I wonder if we could talk about some best practices for using the app for, for our guys. Because yeah. um, I've been using the, the app uh, for a couple weeks now and it's great. Um, but I've, I've been using Bumble for, for way longer. And I feel like that, that I know what to put, what, you know, exactly how to use it. Oh, crap. I mean, Matt, I didn't even tell you this. I'll just tell you, Beth, because I don't know. So um, We're friends now. We are friends now. Um, we're escalating this, our connection. We're asking, this is very intense. And Be it's, careful you know, what you wish for, Beth. I know, <laughs> Beth. You'll never, you'll never get rid of us, honestly. I just totally forgot about this, Matt. I, I, I met this girl on Bumble, and then she wanted to have a, a phone call which is fine, sometimes a little screening call. And so she called me, she's like, how are you? I'm, I'm, I'm good, I go, how are you? She goes, oh, I'm so tired and I'm so hungry. And I'm like, <laughs> I literally don't know anything. Like, why would you open with that? It was so, <laughs> so off-putting, it was ridiculous. Um, anyway, that was neither here nor there, Beth. That was just like, people, you know, you need to know what you're doing. But um, can we talk about some best practices for your, for your profile? Because it's not a dating app. And it's funny, yeah. when I was setting up my profile for Bumble for friends, you know, let you do kind of little emojis for your interest. <laughs> and I feel like I, I'm like an alcoholic because I select like the martini glass, the beer glass, the wine glass. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, this is really – then I like subtracted a few of them because I don't want to think I'm, a, you know, a drunk. <laughs> I mean, I think what the, so on Bumble for Friends, when you set up your profile, um, if you're familiar with the dating app experience, it's super similar. And and that's hopefully really helpful. Like you grab a couple of pictures. I always tell people like, find a picture that shows you doing stuff you love, right? Like find a picture that's like you at your best. Find a picture that's you, you know, having like the worst travel day you've ever had. Like your photos are really just a way to start to, to start a conversation and share a little something about yourself. And I think with friendship, like the, you know, friendship, when, when people are thinking about like looking for a friend, they're not looking for perfection, right? They're looking for something that says like, this is somebody that I think like I might genuinely have something in common with. And so choose a couple of photos that you feel like say some, like 
just give a little glimpse into your life, your, your authentic, your authentic life. I think a second is um, we, we try to make it really easy to just give people, give people some handholds, right? And so that's why we have these little badges that you can choose that say, what are some interests you have? Like things you like to do. We've got like, what sports do you like to play? You know, do you like going out to bars or are you sober? And you're looking for like other people for part of your sober community, Boo. whatever that. No, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like right there, it's a great example. Like we're all showing up to like each age and stage of our lives, like looking for something different at any given moment. And, and what you were looking for five years ago could very well be pretty different than the friendship and community you're looking for now. And that is normal and natural. Right. And so I think that friendship is a really, um, a really special type of relationship because the stakes are low. Right. Like it's just you're looking for someone to share experiences with. But it also gives you a chance to express different parts of yourself. So like this year, like you want to try every brewery and wine shop and tequila distillery in town, like amazing. Go for it. And there might be another time in your life where you're like, actually, I've got a great crew. Like I'm good there. But I've been really wanting to, you know, like learn a whole bunch more about film, you know, like none of my friends care about that. Like they're all, you know, Matt's Matt's baby Bjorning around like who's <laughs> who's going to go, you know, I'm not doing a matinee. I want to go to like a late night showing. And so like, I think that those all of those badges on the profile are really just a way to give people some handholds, say like let you say like here's some things I'm, I'm looking to to do more of um, try out. And then we give you little profile prompts. And a lot of them are really like you can you can pick. There's lots of fun ones. We're really just trying to give you much like online dating a chance to say, throw out some ideas of things you want to do, like let people give people an opener, you know, maybe tell people like I'd love to hear from you after you've had dinner. Uh, like if you're if the, the hangry, tired uh, starter isn't for you. <laughs> but I think that um, like really like the, the whole profile experience is really it's just a place to start. Right. It's an opener to the conversation. Um, and it may and, and I think a really good practice is just to make it really easy for people to start up that conversation with you. And so something that we think a lot about when we're designing the product is we if you think back to like first week of college, right, like orientation week at college, you show up and you don't know anybody, most likely, and you go to orientation week. And the, all of those booths are out there. You've got clubs galore. We've got your, you've got the ski club, and you've got like any, any acapella, whatever you want. And they're all saying they're standing there, and they're saying like, "Come join us! Like, do this weird, you know, do this activity, no matter how weird or specific it is." Um, I think we had a my college, we had a like an acapella for whistlers. Like, I mean, as niche as you want to go, like there are other people out there who think that, that sounds like a fun time. And I think what you're kind of trying to do with with these profiles is to say like. Here's some things like I'd like to try and just give that same feeling of like early days of college. Like I'm open to trying these things. Like let's go do them um, and let's get offline. And I think this is a really important. Um, I, I, I've heard you guys talk about this and, and just so many best practices on your show. But like we all like everyone has hundreds of online friends at this point, And like that's great. But like a really important thing for like building the for, for health is like actual IRL in-person time together. And so my, like a best practice I tell everybody is when you're using, when you're setting up your profile, like, and you're, you're chatting, like get offline, get in person and make that as easy as possible. And so some of my favorite stories of people who've really like hacked BFF and had a ton of success are people who put on BFF, hey, I'm hosting a poker night 
like it's on the first Saturday of the month. Like, let me know if you want to come. I'm using it right now for my book club because we're getting fewer and fewer people showing up each month. So I got to restack the restack the ranks. Um, and and so like by giving people that plan, like you're saying, it just sort of like speeds that journey to like doing something together, which is really like I think where the magic starts. I, What's I, the book this month? Uh, I, it's Barbara Kingsolver, Demon Copperhead. I, I don't it's know. a long we pretend, one. We can pretend we I, know what that I don't is. Know but but I, I, listen, <laughs> I, you, you've sold me on it. I actually, you know, people are always like, oh, you guys probably don't need friends. But it's actually not true. I mean, I'm, I'm a new dad and I'm jealous of my wife. She, like, they have all these baked in, like, mommy and me things. And it's just very natural for moms to, like, automatically have these like friend group things and it's like for me like I was like oh yeah that would be cool if I why don't I have that at my house or something you know and and I'm realizing like also what you said about you're like oh some of your old friends like they don't serve you necessarily Cairo still serves me but he also doesn't want to let me be fully me and that's not his fault he doesn't like bird watching like that's what I'm into you know but like without like a BFF app like I don't know how I'm gonna find a bird watching friend you know (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the really beautiful things that um, Bumble for Friends does. It's it's really about discovery, right? Like, I I sometimes, like, walk around my neighborhood and I'll just think, like, oh, my gosh, like, I am surrounded. Like, when I I open BFF, I can see that there's, like, dozens of people within walking distance of me who, like, like the same stuff I like are, like, you know, in my same like age and stage, they are literally a walking distance from me and I will never meet them in any other way. Right. And I think that's like really the beauty of, 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 of a platform like this is we've got this community. Everyone in there is saying like, I'm here for the same thing. Like I want to make some new friends. It's not weird to say hi, like, you know, green light, like let's have a Let's have a chat. And like, they're all around you, but without a way to get that conversation started, like you might never know. And so I think that whether, you know, it's like, hey, I, I want a group for other new dads and like, I need to find other people to join. Like you can be the, the sort of like the fire starter around that and look for people to come and join. Or it can be a like, hey, you know, I've been through a breakup and like, I've got a lot more like space in, in my life. Like who else just wants to like grab a beer, like go for a walk, do something casual. And I think there's, there, there's all those needs are like common, real and like, are in your are in your town wherever you are right now yeah i love that i mean i think i think it's a great resource for our listeners you know male and female um and um uh, and i just i've been playing around with it and it's been great people very open people want to hang out people want to meet um is there anything else you want us to touch on or ask you that we haven't got to yet man i honestly just want to say like I would love to hear from you guys or, you know, the folks who are listening, like we're trying to build a really intentional, like meaningful community that is trying to do something really special in the world, which is to say that like, as the world has, you know, changed, we've like the whole, you know, with coming out of the pandemic with, you know, living our lives in very different ways with work looking very different than it has in the past. Being intentional about building local community and, and friendship is is could not be more normal. And I think it's really um, I'm, I'm really excited to just 
I think when I talk with people, so many guys, so many people, especially, especially guys, don't know that this exists. And so like my real ask is download it, set up your profile, give it a try. And I'd love to hear from you. Like we're trying to make this something that we really believe is that when you are um, really intentional about building a space that is safe and kind and inclusive and welcoming, like you, you really beautiful things can come out of that. Whether it's, you know, an incredible like dating, you know, story like that, you know, Carol, I'm rooting for you. Um, but also in building, you know, our lives are not only our romantic relationships, right? And to really thrive and be healthy, we need to be part of a supportive community. And we need those people to be near, you know, it's great to have a call with your friend, but you also need that friend who's going to come over when like your car broke down and like, they're going to pick you up from the side of the road. <laughs> like we need those people in our lives and it takes intentionality to build that, but the tools are here. And, um, I just, I just want to know like how it goes and, and, what else we can do to help. Um, Beth, that was amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're going to shout the praises of, of Bumble for Friends to our listeners. I'm going to use it. Yeah. I've never do. been on, I've never, so I've never been on a dating app ever. I met my wife in the pre-dating era and then I'm going to ask her for permission to be on Bumble for Friends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the beauty well, of should... having the standalone app. Yeah. I, well, so actually like my, my partner, he uses Bumble for Friends and um, he actually like met, he actually ended up making friends with somebody who I knew I had gone to school with years ago. And this guy, he was just like, hey, like I actually have a lot of friends in town, but like a bunch of them just had kids. I do a, po like this poker night story is real. And so um, tell you, like, I'm, I'm super happy for, <laughs> for him because I'm like, great, like get out there. Like, you know, having had like, this is just such an important part of, of, uh, of like having a, having, of having community and like continually like investing and refreshing it. And so tell your wife, I think it's going to be great for, for the both of you. Oh yeah. She's going to be like, get out of the house. You loser. That's one of our taglines. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Beth. It was so great to meet you. You too. You guys are great. I love your podcast. I'm going to keep tuning in. So that was great. That was awesome. Uh, so interesting. And I, and I actually wanted to ask you um, post interview, like what do you think about having a, a spun out app? Well, I was definitely like leery in general because yeah. it was like, our guy's going to want to use a friendship dating app, first of all. And then our married guy's going to like sign up for that, mm. you know? I think she talked me into it. Honestly, this isn't like, at first I was like, hmm, could I go inside the house and go, hey, Jesse, I'm, I'm getting on Bumble, you know? Like, yeah. But for friends, you know? And then she talked me into it and I was like, well, it's not like, it's not like I'm going in there going, hey, babe, I'm getting on Ashley Madison, but the friend version <laughs> just to meet some pals. Yeah. I need somebody to go bowling with. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think she, look, I think she made some really good points and, you know, I think our listeners are what, 70, 70% male. Yeah. And I think they're really in the demo that you know, they want to engage users on. I mean, I'm going to give it a try. Uh, there's nothing wrong with a married guy being on the app looking for friends. That's actually what I think it's best use. I agree. Is. I actually yeah. think that a lot of our listeners are married guys that are struggling with friendship. Right. It's kind of like the app version of meeting someone at a bar. Like you're both watching the game. Yes. And you just like strike up a conversation. And it's hard because now, like as it stands now, I might just like, what am I just going to go to a bar alone? If right. I don't have anybody around. Uh, but I just want to practice what we preach. You know, I feel like we do it in our IRL lives, but if we're now going to incorporate apps, it's 2023, soon to be 2024. Let's go unwrap that and see what's there.
I also wanted to mention one of our tenants of the podcast is surface area, yeah. which is our term for just trying to meet people, being out in the world, any any random place. It's just another tool. Totally. I mean, the efficiency of it yeah. is tremendous. But I, I look at it as a compliment. Yes. Not like, you know, you don't have to use it. You don't have to sit home and only use the app. You know, I was thinking too, maybe like I'm on tour or something and I want to go do something. Like I, I will go... Like I was on tour in Cleveland two years ago and I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame by myself. Just pretty lonely thing to do. Yeah. You know, maybe if I was on, you know, BFF app, I might have a friend to do that with. I was going to say, Cairo, I assume you've been on a dating app or two and some of our listeners might download this app. Do you think there's any pitfalls that would be similar or any best practices we'd have for listeners who want to download Bumble BFF? I mean, I think it's pretty, it's, it's interesting. It's a great question. Like the, Structure is the same, but it's way different. Like you're just, you're looking for totally different things. Well, but isn't there one thing that maybe, maybe I don't know, I'm not on dating apps, but coming in too hot. Like, isn't there like a proper balance of communication? On that's, that's interesting. That's I don't really know how to, like, I've never commuted. So I, this is going to be yeah. new to me. I've never been on a dating app because I met Jess in the pre-dating yes. app era. Pre-dating app era. It's interesting in that. There, you can't do anything right as on a dating app. If you just kind of have a nice conversation with a girl, they're like, uh, I don't want a pen pal. Like, right. let's just go they out. want a certain amount of aggressive. And if you go, hey, we should get a drink. They're like, I barely know you. You rapist scum. Yeah, yeah. so it's like, <laughs> like wait, what? Yeah, so it's like, that's why, you know, okay. sometimes I take a break from the dating version. Okay. But I think in, to your point, Matt, for for Bumble BFF, if you're a guy match with her, and by the way, women to women yeah. as well. I think it's probably okay to be I don't, aggressive is the wrong yeah. term, but like there's no need to chat for days. Right. Yeah, yeah. You it's just, different when you're like trying to get a woman to like meet you at right. a strange place. Well, I think also for the friend of it all, what we're trying to do is like steps, right? Because I liked what she said. Her mission isn't just to get a stranger to do an activity, but right. I think that's the first step. No matter what, you're not jumping levels. Like yeah. you're not meeting someone on this app and then the first time, like probably making a best friend. Maybe you are, but right. Ideally, you're doing an activity based thing with them. And then you can kind of get into it, right? So I think on the app, you're probably just going to be like, hey, I see you're a Knicks fan. I'm a Knicks fan. Game's coming up. You want to watch it at a bar. What about using more of a proactive stance, be the friend, which is I'm going to the bar to watch the game. Yep. Do you want to come with? Right. You should come. Yep. Get I like that. You. Yeah. I like it. Uh, Theo, this is Erroneous with Thelonious. So the only thing I was tasked with today was the Lawrence Taylor HBO show. Which I'm not 100% sure. Maybe Coach? Does that no. sound right? No. Jesus Christ. Okay, then we got... He was in this show called Arlie Money Money. Nice. Arliss. Arliss. He said oh. Arlie Money Money. <laughs> oh. I didn't even get that at first. Arlie I was like, Money what is Money. He, what does he say? Otherwise, <laughs> maybe Body and Soul in 2002. No, before his, that. His IMDb profile is slim. No. Any given Sunday he was in. No, That's before a movie. that. Do we have to do a, a supplement? Dude, John Kassir. Okay, we got Married with Children, Tropical Heat. First and ten. First and yes. ten. Yes. Isn't that what I said? By the way, how does he not look and go? Which one of these is a football yeah, yeah. The show? There was a uh, show more button that oh, I had. Uh, first and ten. Rusty. That's erroneous. We've got. <laughs> wow. Um, and that's our show. So guys, check out Bumble BFF. It's a great app. We're both on it. Uh, be good to yourself. Be good to your friends. Love, Love you, everybody. Buddy.